0: Everybody, I'm Ralphie May, and I'm Lana Turner, and we are the Perfect Ten podcast, and uh, we've got uh, something for everybody on this one. We've got uh, we've got chocolate,
1: which everybody loves.
0: Oh yeah, man!
1: Which is why we started with Willy Wonka.
0: Yeah, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory,
1: the yeah. ultimate. How rude are those Oompa Loompas? They're little dicks, huh?
0: They are, but they are an enslaved people. You know, <laughs> I mean, they are. Uh, they're they're not unionized. There's no. <laughs> they have to live there it's, i'm surprised they don't make apple products or nike's um, <laughs> right if you think it was, that, the,
1: it it was it, in britain not in the in china <laughs> yeah
0: if it was china there'd be a, a be a lot more of oh, them same height same height <laughs> um uh not as strong um uh, but you know the Oompa Loompas, that that whole song it's like what do you get when you gobble down sweets You'll turn fat. What do you think of that? You know, it's and like, it's like, go they fuck hate yourself. Fat people. Yeah, go fuck yourself, blah you, you love chocolate, but hey, you're three, eight foot six.
1: Do they love chocolate though? Because, you know, you're around chocolate that much. You probably don't like it anymore. They
0: probably like it. You think so? That's probably what fucked up their growth. They ate chocolate all the goddamn time. So they're worried
1: about getting fat, and really, it's what you get when you eat all those sweets. You, you get you turn short to a little person. You get,
0: you get fucking really short. Huh. That's what you do. You know, that's why Halloween's just once a year. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. If Halloween was every week, we'd all be just laying in midgets. Interesting theory, Ralphie. I'm just saying. You know, nutrition. You know, I'm learning all about it. I'm telling you, these fucking uh, midgets are creepy as shit. They are, hands down, the creepiest midgets of all time. You think the creepiest? They've got their orange face with green hair, and they're fucking midgets in chocolate and, like, Getting fat kids out of chocolate. They got pissed pants. But what about pants. the one that turns into the giant blueberry? That always freaked me out. Like yeah, they, the juicer. And they then got they had to the roll her out of there. Yeah, roll her out of there and go juicer. Yeah. What the fuck And are they, they could have
1: warned the kids, but instead they just tortured them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, don't eat anything. It could get you back. Oh, it tastes like blueberries. It's blueberries. And then, then boom, she swells up big as shit. Right. And they go and juicer. Hey, you getting juice out of a little girl. You creepy fucks. All right? That's <laughs> a creepy fucking thing, man. It's a blueberry. It's a blueberry. It's it's it Tastes like snozzberries.
1: But, okay, the creepiest ones, because I'm trying to think. I mean, Wizard of Oz is pretty creepy, but not as bad. They're not creepy. They were happy. They were like, hey, that bitch is dead. A
0: house just landed in our thing." It's right. like what zoning other, what, other, what other movies? You know, the, in- the mayor came out and gave him a proclamation. He didn't tell him to move their piece of shit house and... And, you know, says so just, yeah, follow the yellow brick road, follow the yellow brick road, follow the yellow brick road. So, wait,
1: wait, wait, what other movies exploited midgets like
0: that? Um, uh, well, I think we have to go uh, Return of the Jedi, all them fucking Ewoks. Were those midgets or just little kids Mid- of a Midgets. Really? Yeah. Kids of Union. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, they're all midgets. All them uh, little fucking Ewoks. And, but that doesn't seem exploitive. Yeah, you wear a fur suit in a fucking suit. Well, I mean, they
1: had Chewbacca too. I mean, that was a yeah, dude in Yeah, but suit. He, he was
0: he was a tall dude, but uh, you know, he had more ventilation into that that Oompa, I mean, that fucking Ewok suit was like a big ass teddy bear suit.
1: I don't know if it's quite like on the level, though.
0: Oh, I think it is. I think it is.
1: What others? Is there any other? Well, that, that come
0: movie, The mind? Leprechaun.
1: Never saw that. Oh, what is that?
0: Oh, it was a fucking piece of shit eighties uh, horror film. Uh, it was garbage. But the uh, the uh, the midget is a uh, is a leprechaun, right? And he's an evil <laughs> leprechaun. And you got me good. And he does this horrible, horrible Irish accent. All right, and it's like, and he's he's good. He, 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 he. Uh, that's fucking creepy. Huh. Um, yeah, midgets overall, though, not a lot of work, man. Well, certainly not a lot of
1: like nice
0: work for him.
1: There was that movie recently. I never saw it. Where the guy got to, it was like about a. Being on a train, I don't know. Oh, that's
0: the same dude from Game of Thrones, right? And he gets—he's awesome. He's awesome. He saved the castle in the Game of Thrones, and his uh, and his little piece of shit nephew was uh, got all the credit for it. And then his dad comes in and takes the whole town away from him. It's bullshit, man. Right, but,
1: but as far as midget actors go, or little person actors. He is,
0: he is, uh, that man's an actor that just happens to be a midget. Right, I right, mean, right. that guy is fucking phenomenal, man. He's a great actor.
1: But, I mean, a lot of the other guys, like, midgets are little people in these movies. Like, there could have been a phenomenal actor in the in the chocolate factory, but we never got to see it because they were forced into that,
0: that. They were forced labor.
1: Yeah, orange-faced, like, Oompa yeah, right. shit.
0: Yeah, that that's that's a step and fetch it for midgets right there. Oompa yeah, loompa. you know, a little a little face, step and a face. very short fetch it. Yeah, right. They they they've got orange face on and yeah. green hair. Yeah, surprised they weren't more dance numbers and stuff. You know.
1: Yeah, because you know what though, I have to say it's great entertainment. It, hey, I mean, I love midgets. It's fun. You can't say it. They're just adorable. <laughs> they
0: are. You just want to tickle them.
1: But You're right about the worst one,
0: probably. Yeah, Oompa Loompa's way worse. If
1: anyone can think of a movie that is more exploitive or just as bad on the level that we've neglected, please let us know because we would be well, interested Well, I'm sure
0: it. you know that, that uh, uh, you know Bridget the midget uh, porno was more exploitive of midgets, but she's just getting tagged by monster cock that's bigger than her arm.
1: Was that exploitive? I mean, all porn is
0: is. I don't think it's that exploded. She's into it. Yeah. She's she's But all porn is
1: somebody getting tagged by a big penis.
0: Yeah, but it's not as big as your fucking arm. I mean, Jesus Christ, can you imagine a dick as big as your arm just railing you? Oh my God. Wait a minute. I guess you can. No, no, you're having a fucking moment (laughs) there. You were were into that. You were like, yeah, yeah. yeah." No, no,
1: no, 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 no. no. But I mean, but that's, but her vagina is a normal sized vagina. Like, you don't. Just because she's. Well, I don't know,
0: man. Here we
1: are back to the uh, the question. The, the, yeah, the, the paper cut. A midget Jiner. Paper cut Jiner. But I mean, you could see her. She was able to get it all, right? I've never yeah, watched it. Yeah. So. We watched some of it. No, I don't see her getting. We watched some of it.
0: When? I uh, remember when, when that. We, we got it. We watched it because you. Because you to met see... her. Yeah, I, I, I met her. Saw radio. her porn. <sighs> you did. No. You did, and you go, "Oh my God! It, it looks like a regular pussy." All right. I don't remember.
1: I blocked it out.
0: Um, convenient.
1: I, I'm not. I'm not just saying that to be prude or whatever. On the on the, I don't remember. I, I do not want. I probably didn't want to remember that.
0: I don't know why. It was pretty hot. Oh, how about the dude R two D two? He was a midget. Really, inside the robot? Yeah, man. That guy didn't even get to play a human or a humanoid. You know what? He had me? to play a trash can.
1: Crazy. You know, you're thinking, isn't it? Is R two D two? What bothered me about that is that C three PO was a robot programmed to speak English, why couldn't they have just programmed C-3PO to, to talk instead of beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Why didn't uh, they just have it talk like a language? If it's a robot, it could be programmed to speak all the languages in the galaxy. You're fucking In right. the universe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But how gay was C-3PO? Oh, yeah. So gay.
1: So you this, you programmed the robot to be a, a gay, gay dude.
0: Gay. and and be able to speak with a British accent. Right. But you you can only get some beeps and squeaks out of out of R2-D2. Right. And there's a dude in there, man. There's and R2-D2
1: is pretty smart. Like, he was always correcting, like, was slamming on. He was always slamming C-3? C-3PO, like, like, bitch slapping him. Yeah, in his like, little bit. Hey, hey,
0: we got to go this way, Jack. Yeah. I got to go find uh, ben, old Ben Kenobi.
1: And then he'd be like, beep, beep, like, fuck boop, you. Boop, 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 like, you knew what he was saying in his beeps because you could interpret it. I would assume that the midget that would be inside of... R2D2 would come out and play one of the other characters because why not? Why waste a good midget in a different scene?
0: Amen to that.
1: So maybe no, he multi. That is the
0: goddamn truth. That's what it all comes down to, right there, baby. Multi-tasking why with your midget. Why waste a good midget? That's right. Don't waste a good midget. That's what we've learned from this so far. So far, so good. So far, so good. Don't waste a good midget. Well,
1: we wanted to find out if there were, in fact, midgets inside chocolate factories.
0: Oh, so y'all went to a chocolate factory? Yes. You and who else?
1: Kira Soltanovitz.
0: Soltanovich. Soltanovich? I always
1: say her name wrong. It's a very compli- complicated last name. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But- she's she's like Eastern European. Yeah. That's but- what the problem is. She's probably a gypsy or something. <laughs> she's Kira. Yeah, well, Kira Kira is a brilliant comedian. Uh, she's done a lot of stuff on The Tonight Show, I know. Mm-hmm. So she's what,
1: always into all sorts of things. And, yeah. And one of the things she did long ago before starting her career in comedy, or I guess as she was starting, she was working in, she went to London and got a job working in a chocolate factory. So I didn't know that. Neither did I. And so that's why we always want to find out interesting things about people. and Wow.
0: So, I know that she was on that uh, Girls Behaving Badly with, right. with Chelsea Handler and stuff like that. She's had
1: a long career. But yeah. this was the beginning, and it's very interesting to hear her story. Man,
0: you know me. Let's hear about chocolate. If I can't eat it, I want to hear about it or smell it or look at it. Just maybe lick it a little.
1: Put it on your naughty places. Ten. I'm with Kira Soltanovich. Thank you. <laughs> My good friend and very funny fellow comedian... And we
2: are sitting in front of John John Kelly Kelly. Chocolates Mm -hmm. because... The reason I said let's do it at a chocolate factory was because when I lived in London when I was um, in college, I was 20 years old, I went to go live in London, totally broke. This is how my parents really just didn't care as, as Russian immigrants. Like, okay, yeah, go for it, you know, have fun, enjoy. No money. I couldn't work there legally. I ran out of money in about three months. I lived there for over a year. So I had to get a job, but all I could do was work illegally in a chocolate factory at four o'clock in the morning. They'd pick me up in a dark alley. I'm not kidding you, this is how shady it was. In a dark alley, they'd be like, Oi, we'll meet you down the, you know what I mean? Like down some crazy street that was like a one way street. They'd come the opposite direction. It was all very, very heisty and a little, I don't know, just shady. And they'd pick me up and some Asian chick. That was probably in, I'm sure, a human trafficking thing. Anyways, they drive us to a um, a chocolate factory out in the middle of nowhere, out in the sticks. And we'd go and start our shift at 4 o'clock in the morning. Huh. Unwrapping old chocolate that wasn't sold. It was like Easter Is that time. even legal
1: to take like chocolate that had been yeah. sitting out on shelves yeah. and opening it and putting it back into the vat?
2: Well, yes, because the vat was hot and boiling and bubbling and gurgling. It was just... Big, huge cauldron. Did anyone ever fall in it (laughs) and become part of the chocolate? I'm sure they did. Because they had us on these really unsteady ladders. Because you had to, you know, stand up above this vat. And it was kind of buried into the core of the earth. It was huge. It was thousands of gallons thousands and thousands of gallons and this enormous arm would churn it and glug 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 and we'd throw you know unwrap and throw in chocolate unwrap throw in chocolate you get like this chocolate steam that covered your face you'd wash your face and it would just be like this film of chocolate you could
1: never (laughs) i would want to
2: lick your face yeah (laughs) you would think it'd be awesome to work in a chocolate factory it's Awful, really. It's absolutely mm-hmm. dreadful. It's backbreaking work, and that's why you need little Oompa Loompas I was gonna say, to were do there it. Oompa Loompas
1: around it. I'm time. sure yes. that's
2: the only way legally you could get people to
1: come back again and do it. I wonder if that movie actually isn't grounded in some truth. Then, like with the like slave, like the slaves making chocolate. Yes,
2: it is really that how it is. felt? It really is slave labor. And actually, it's very interesting. In in Hershey, Pennsylvania, at the Hershey factory, mm-hmm. there's a huge scandal that just broke out because they got all these international students to work at this chocolate factory and they treated them like indentured servants. Hmm. They made them work 50 hour weeks without breaks and they just, it was just chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. (laughs) It sounds heavenly but it's the worst. Oh no. It's the worst. But I had one job, I'll tell you why, one job that was absolutely the worst. And it's the most mundane thing and you'd think the easier the job, the better. The worst. Chocolate lollipops would come down a conveyor belt. And someone right, right like before me would have to put the um, aluminum little wrapper with like a, a goose on it or something or some little you know a kitty cat or a mouse, and then all I would have to do is, pinch, the stick of the lollipop, with the aluminum with the lollipop part on the end, just pinch it closed. That's all I had to do, pinch it closed. All for hours and hours. For Hours. hours. It was the worst.
1: It was the worst. I only worked in one factory, and it was on a kibbutz in Israel. And I was, it was a screw factory, and I had to pack screws in boxes. And uh, it was, the, the worst were the little teeny-weeny screws because they were sharp, and, right. and my hands would get cut. But I would do that all day long. And you were seven. Yes, I know. I know. My little hands with the
2: little screws, eh, not so good. So Wow. Okay, first of all, I'm impressed that you worked on a kibbutz. Yeah, that's so socialist of you. Isn't
1: that... I'm really impressed. I know, I know. It was, it was a crazy thing to do, but I think this is amazing. Too. Like, you do stuff early on in your career or early on in your life. You would never... Can you imagine if you had to go back to doing that now? <laughs> you would throw yourself into the vat.
2: I think John <laughs> Kelly uh, chocolates that we're sitting out in front of uh, actually is hiring. Yeah. <laughs> I might consider it this comedy thing doesn't pan out. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Why not? <laughs> Uh, no, the smell of chocolate because you're in this uh, factory for hours, 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 no windows. You can't have windows because if someone opened up a window and something flew in, you know, for sanitary reasons, we were covered head to toe in like one of those mechanic suits, you know, the zip ups, like a footie pajama. Right. They don't want one. Of, you don't want to find a hair in your chocolate bar. You don't want to find, no, in your recycled chocolate. Right. Because, you know, now that it has been recycled. Um, so no windows allowed. Honestly, I don't even think there was sunlight. Because, again, I think the sunlight could even, you know, change the consistency. So you didn't even know for how many hours you were pinching those lollipop bottles. Like you are just there until you, you want to fall over. We, we were just there until we literally started seeing. We were delusional. I really, I really started to get delusional. I'm not kidding you. I would see trays of... Because you work... They, they switch you around. They switch you around a lot. I would see trays of chocolate. They want to get out. Yeah, trying to break escape. free. And they would be coming at me very much like Lucille Ball in that very famous episode of I Love Lucy. And at the time, I was doing comedy. I was starting comedy, so I thought this was like, hey, this is my way into comedy. This is what Lucille Ball did, right? Working in a chocolate factory. (laughs) Um, And these trays would start coming down this conveyor belt, and if one person messed up their job, one crazy drunk chick from Liverpool, you know, uh, jacked up the the chocolate coming down the tray, it would pile up and just come crashing down, and you'd be responsible, and they would start to deduct your pay. What? Yes, if a lot of chocolate would get damaged absolutely oh and I was already making like some deplorable amount of money because I was there illegally so they knew I wouldn't you know complain those am evil I go chocolate run? people yeah chocolate is evil chocolate is I think that's also the moral we've got a lot of morals is a going message on today of, the message yeah. today is chocolate is evil unless it's in the shape of a dark chocolate dildo I can I can buy into that <laughs> I'll, and a little salt on it and a little salt. A little salt. Okay. Which, you know, much like anything sexually exploitive, you know, it's all a little bit evil. Mm. And that's why we like it, right? Very Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't read that. No. No. Did, is this going to make you sick walking into the chocolate factory now? Uh, it'll probably bring back some memories. I might have a couple, you know, uh, post, uh, what's Traumatic it
1: chocolate stress syndrome. Yeah, what are they,
2: PTSD? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I might yell out of nowhere, get down, get down! You know, just because I've been to war. I've been to chocolate war. <laughs> I've seen some things that, um, you don't ask and you don't tell.
1: All right. Well, let's, I, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to subject you to anything too dark, but, and especially not too dark a chocolate. Right. But let's, uh, you want to do in? it? You want
2: to go in and Fuck do this? yeah, I love chocolate. <sighs> All right. Oh. All right. I like it in here. John, right?
3: Yes. Hi, welcome. I'm John. I'm one of the co-owners of John Kelly Chocolates. It's actually two people, John and Kelly.
2: Your place is amazing. Thank you so much for having us. I bet you didn't know. It's actually two people. It's Martha and a guy named Stuart. <laughs> Nobody knows that. It's very interesting
3: information. We're a small-scale operation, so we don't have, you know, tons of equipment that do everything. Um, really, our machines are our people for the most part.
1: When you say small-scale... Do you
2: have an Oompa Loompa on staff? Is that what you mean by small?
1: <laughs>
3: we do. Well, we do call them Oompa Loompas. And then during <laughs> the uh, holiday season, we have a lot of Oompa Loompas in this facility. Right, because you guys get busy. It's crazy.
2: Can know? we look really quickly at your facility? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's go look, and I'll try not to right. break out into tears. <laughs> <laughs> We're entering into the chocolate factory, and it smells amazing. We are inside the chocolate factory, and, and it's... What, one, two, three,
3: four people. Yeah, this time of the year we have four or five the- people in the kitchen. Four or five people in the kitchen. When we're in the holiday season, we have ten to twelve over here, and ten to twelve on the other side. So it it just takes a lot of hand work all the way around.
2: Now, when I worked in a chocolate factory, it was my only option. Not that there's anything wrong with it because I was illegally, you know, working in London. So. <laughs> How many of your employees are illegal?
3: I'd say we have a legal. <laughs> For one, no, no, we have a legal staff. And
2: uh... now, are you sure? Is this guy? Come here, come here, young man. Come here, young man. Uh-oh. Are you? Are you being held here against your will? No, I'm not. Are you sure you're not part of a human trafficking scheme? Yes. All right, I believe him. I believe him. I guess my experience was just unique. When you're
3: working. With chocolate, though, you do feel like you're part of a trafficking scheme because you're just here a lot of hours. It takes a lot, long time in the morning to ramp up and get the chocolate tempered and ready to go, and you can just see all the different handmade pieces in here. It's just, you know, it's labor-intensive you have and to sometimes we have orders uh, you know we have our orders and our lists and they've got to go out
1: oh it is okay.
2: beautiful in here
4: it's it very is...
1: nice guys do you I'm think very that
2: impressed you could handle eating some chocolate kira are you into that um i think i could i think i can i think i can i think i can no i Oompa. can still eat chocolate Oompa. but can, can you, you sing it for me for you to eat chocolate <laughs>
3: I eat chocolate uh, periodically. Did you see how his voice went up an octave? <laughs> I eat chocolate, but it's hard, right? Um, I, I just I don't have a needy chocolate like constantly. But yesterday we were we experimenting with new products, so we were taste testing. Because
2: after a while, when you work in a factory, I don't care what it is, you could work in a dildo factory. You're not going to enjoy the dildos as much, right?
3: Probably not. Right? I, I wouldn't really have a lot of experience with that, but I'd say probably not. Probably not, because you're... Chocolate, I do know most people here, um, they can eat whatever chocolate they want, and they usually do that at the beginning, and then they kind you know, of... Stomachache. <laughs> <laughs> and then they kind of get over it a bit.
1: Before we leave, I just have to hear you guys sing Oompa Loompa really quick. You know the words? Oompa, Oompa loompa. loompa.
3: Oompa Loompa.
1: Dippity-doo.
2: for you.
1: Remember, like the. So to
3: say, I don't know the don't, yeah, lyrics I don't, I don't to that narrative song. Narrative so, narrative it's okay. that. I
1: don't either. I don't what the fuck? you have I to know, know the <laughs> words. <laughs> all right, next time Thanks we come, you guys. you guys all need to know the words. Thank you guys. Thank this you. Is beautiful. So much We're going to go eat healthy women, continue women continue uh, once a
2: month. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Kira, thank you so much. Lana, thank you so much. What a great
1: excuse to get together and eat chocolate. The truth is, don't even need the interview. We just want to come down here and eat I appreciate it.
2: I could have been any warm body. Right. <laughs> just chocolate. Thank you. Thank you for
0: having me. Thank you. Ten! Whoa, man. I fucking want chocolate right now.
1: I know. Just talking about it makes me want, want I it. want, like, M&M's. These are... The chocolates from John Kelly It's so much better than M&M's. It's, like, really high-end, yummy, yummy chocolate. It's so good. I don't know.
0: M&M's are pretty good.
1: I'd imagine M&M's are made in a giant... Evil chocolate factory, right? No, they're not. (laughs) No, they're made in Happy Land. They're
0: made in. They're. They're they're, okay. There are clouds out there, honey, that look like rabbits, and they poop M Ms. Really? Yes, it's magical. So they're not
1: made with the tears of slaves. No, no. I think it's more likely. I don't. Where are they produced? Because you know, Akira was saying that Hershey, Pennsylvania, they had a huge scandal with uh, with the chocolate. What happened? I don't know. She said that they had a similar issue with using foreign um, workers illegally. Oh, so, yeah? So where are M&M's produced? And and maybe, oh, like I said...
0: Oh, shit. If that busts my bubble about the clouds pooping M&M's, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. Because <laughs> that's fucking... That makes me livid.
1: To it, think that M&M's might be produced through, through uh, like the the hands of tortured
0: people, <laughs> or, slaves or, are creating or a, like a, a Chinese M and M's. You know, I, I can't think. But it, what man.
1: if what if a component of it comes from China, like the food, do, the dye, or the, I mean, the candy coating or something? I mean, they they're not actually like producing a high end product where they're they're looking at the bottom hey, line. Hey, you right? know
0: what? M and M's are fucking good. They are and, good, and you can't you can't. I'm deny not it.
1: shitting on an M M&M, and M. Trust you, you
0: me. A little bit, a little bit.
1: I'm just saying there's a big difference. A
0: little bit. A little bit.
1: No, there's just a big difference.
0: I'm just saying a little and bit. And it's you're, more you're likely the that the M&M on.
1: is produced by a factory like, a bit. like uh, where Kira worked than, you know.
0: What, where, where, what was it like at Kira's where she worked? I mean, she was talking about getting sprayed with chocolate. It's yeah, like, just
1: like the long like, hours for no money and like the that they were really mean and like it was just
0: Oh, this. man. Because Kira's all right on the eyes, you know. If I was dating her, that'd be like the most awesome thing. To, to, to lick come the home, chocolate just, off her face. Just come, come here, baby. Yeah, I'm gonna lick your face. I wanna lick your face all over and over again. Yeah, but if bum, bum, she bum. had that job, you should have said that chocolate. <laughs> like you just said right down. <laughs> That'd be awesome.
1: But after about ten months of licking her face, wouldn't you be like, "Good God, bitch! This is disgusting." Well,
0: I'd go from 180 pounds to where I'm at right now, 450.
1: <laughs> licking like, her face.
0: Licking her face.
1: But uh, you're more—you're not really an expert when it comes to chocolate. You know a lot about it and you love it, but you're more of a savory dude. Yeah. And you've always loved grits.
0: I have. I have. we I've been eating grits since I was since I was growing up, man. I mean, we were we were grit people. I mean, you know, good grits takes about. Thirty minutes to make, and you gotta get that water boiling, all right. And then you stir it in. But the trick is to get all the lumps out of it. Is you gotta whip the grits while while you're pouring it in, okay? So it never gets a chance to build up. Because if it builds up a lump, you're fucked. That lump's gonna be there forever. And you open it up, and there's like grit powder in there. It's like cement, something, all right. And you gotta do it. And the smart move is while you do that, and you're stirring in the grits, all right. You get shredded cheese and put that up on that mug too. Mm -hmm. What? You keep on stirring it, and you got to add a little butter to it, get that flavor right. What? Get them grits and keep it stirred. You got to stir it. Got to stir it. Keep on stirring for like 30 minutes. And then when those things come out, they should be so creamy and so dreamy. I mean, without adding cream to it. But I mean, a great grits are just a beautiful thing. You know, it's not hard like a lump. Like they make it, like they see it at places, and they're fucking lumpy. If it's lumpy, go fuck yourself. That's old grits. I want fresh grits, bitch. All right, All right? But if it should be like, it should be smooth, man. Like uh, like a risotto almost. Okay, and it should be just oh, just one bite at a time. Just oh, heaven. Oh, oh what the f- oh shit in my mouth. Okay. And then get some fried shrimp up on top of that mug with um or not even just uh just saute shrimp with like a spicy tomato sauce, you know, real spicy and onions and stuff like that, and some okra up on top of that. Whoa.
1: There is a man what? that shares your passion and knowledge for grits. I don't think so. I don't think
0: anybody could out grit the actually,
1: kid. I actually think he, he comes close. He can't out grit the kid. Well, listen to Anya Malik and tell me if you think otherwise.
0: I'm gonna out grit his ass. <laughs>
1: I'm here with Anya Malik,
5: and where are we? This is we are amazing. In, we are in uh, Puerto Nuevo, in, uh, in, like, Windsor Hills, Baldwin Hills, Inglewood, Ladera Heights area. Uh, it's a Mexican restaurant. But um, they got something that I just truly love and can't ignore and uh, keeps me coming back for more. They got Grits. Uh, grits is, you know... It's, uh, it's hominy, enriched hominy from the corn kernels, uh, treated with alkaline and, uh, you know, whipped up. It's mostly breakfast, soul food. It's it's like at the intersection between breakfast and soul food, um, which is kind of, you know, kind of speaks to me personally because I got that, you know, what I'm saying I got a soulful feel. But, you know, you can present me as breakfast, too. I'm just as important of a meal of the day. You know what I mean? It's really like my spirit grain, uh, grits. Um, you know, I even like my women like I like my grits. You know what I'm saying? Thick, uh, mixed with shit, and sticking <laughs> to my ribs. Grits are also called
1: polenta, right?
5: Uh, No, it, no, they're not. Polenta is different. It's different? It's a different, yeah, it's the, the enriched hominy. It's the enriched alkaline treated hominy that, that we come to know as grits. Polenta... It's a different process, Um, but very they're cousins. They're cousins, definitely. Um,
1: How often do you eat grits?
5: um, Not often enough, I don't think, as Mm -hmm. often as, you know, uh, not often as as I should be eating them. I don't, you know, I don't like to, you know, I don't want to discuss any numbers or anything, you know, but I talk about grits every day. Grits are always on my mind. Um, I tweet. And Facebook update a lot about grits. Do
1: you really? Yeah. What are some of your tweets and up, and Facebook updates? That-
5: um, I'm just uh, pulling up my, my, my uh, I'm just checking out my uh, my grits my grits philosophies.
1: Oh yeah you've um, got more. some philosophies of grits?
5: I've got some grits philosophies. Well I was telling you I, I tweet a lot about grits and I take a lot of you know a lot of the things I want to say or the things that are cliched or things that are you know have already been offered. I, you know, I uh, I readjust them to make them more grit centric. Uh, like, for example, uh, the cliche: uh, "It's better to have grits and to have lost than to never had grits at all."
1: It's um, <laughs> a good one.
5: Yeah. Um, in last year's election, uh, I would have totally voted for Grits Romney. Um, uh, <laughs>
1: I think we could... Well, you could even. You could do anything with them. You could do Dr. Seuss with one grit, two grit. Grits,
5: grits eggs, and ham. Yeah, yeah. I think he would have... I mean, there's no way he would have turned down grits, eggs, and ham. Right, right. Green eggs and ham, certainly. But right, grits, but eggs, and ham on board. Yeah. One fish, two fish, red grits, blue grits. Uh,
1: exactly. It
5: <laughs> was my favorite Dr. Seuss.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
5: I'm going to have to put that in my next. Uh, yeah.
1: I'm inspiring grit tw- Tweets for you, huh?
5: Yeah, it's very Gritspirational. <laughs> very Gritspirational. Um, yeah, you're, you're well on your path to enlightenment.
1: Ani, <laughs> so in a corn husk, sum it up. What have we learned today?
5: Uh, we learned that, uh, well, if you were listening, I hope that you take away from this conversation, uh, especially if you're an American, in America that Grits is as American, if not more American, than apple pie. Really? Uh, Absolutely. I can see that. Uh, Grits has been uh, ingrained, so to speak, in every part of our nation's history. When George Washington, as a child, chopped the tree down and confessed to his father that it was him that chopped down the cherry tree, his father was so proud in his honesty that um, they went and had grits afterwards. Uh, During the slave trade, um, slaves would uh, run away from their plantations, and when the search parties and dogs went after them, they would leave grits behind to throw the trail off, off the scent, from throw the, the dogs. dogs off of the scent, yes, uh, through grits. So, wow, uh, I'd never heard that grits before. grits played a huge part in the Underground Railroad. Actually, um, the Boston Tea Party, um, you know, uh, it's very thankful for, you know, they say the Brits wanted to tax our tea, but they also wanted to tax our grits. And, um, really? Yeah, well, they wanted the, to tax the grits. They wanted to tax everything, really. The they red wanted to bastards. tax everything. And all they had on the ship to throw out uh, was tea and grits. And they said, well, fuck this tea as long as we've got the grits. And so, you know, while it was the, the tea made the news, it was the grits that they were really protecting. And so, um, no oh, grits for the Brits. No grits
1: they, for Brits.
5: This is what they were chanting. Um, I get it. And so, they, yeah, that's what the, they were chanting in protest. Uh, uh, when we had our Civil War, many people think that was over the, the dispute whether or not slavery should exist. Um, it, was, it was actually the, the, the boiling point of those arguments where the, uh, the unfair labor or the, the, you know, the cheap labor used to produce the grits, particularly, uh, in conclusion, you know, grits. GRITS, if if they couldn't capture any emotion, GRITS would be love, GRITS are love, GRITS are life, GRITS are spirit, GRITS are enrichment, GRITS are everything that America stands for. I say GRITS are American, and American, America stands on GRITS. America stands on GRITS. If there were no GRITS, there would be no United States of America. And so Grits bless America.
1: Anya, thank you so much. This has been both delicious and educational.
0: Well, th- that is a lot of grit knowledge. I mean, that's a lot of grit knowledge, okay, you know, from a southerner. But I don't know if he really knows what grits are, you know, I mean, if he don't get it, you know. They take, they take the kernels of the corn, and then they soak them in um, an alkaline base, all right, until it swells up and makes a thing called hominy. All right. And I think he understood and then, and that then, part. Then that is dried out, and it is ground. Okay, either it's ground super fine, like like most grits are, or it's ground uh, not so hard, so it's got more. Where, texture. You, where
1: your discrepancy is with him is with the word polenta, right? Like, because he's that's where you, your your well, issue polenta lies. Polenta
0: and grits are the same thing. Grits are made from white corn, and polenta is made from yellow corn. Okay. Okay, but it's still corn. It's the same exact thing, same exact way, same everything.
1: It tastes almost the same. I
0: mean, I never noticed because they're the same. difference. And and good polenta should be uh, the the Italians don't add enough liquid to it. Okay, they need to add a little bit more liquid. All right. Because
1: it's like a denser thing, right? When it's yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Or you know, a lot of times what they do is they take it and they put it on a baking sheet. And then they uh, cut it into squares and they fry it.
1: Oh, it's so good!
0: Yeah. Oh my god! Fry it in a little butter, okay? And so it's a it's a square, right? A polenta oh, so with good. butter and everything, and um, uh, and then they put like a ragu on top of it, like a, like a, a bolognese or something like that. That's that's fucking fantastic, or a piece of chicken with some mushroom sauce, you know, a polo de funghi, okay? With polenta. I just like
1: the way you said that. You say it again. The fungi. The fungi. Polo okay. de fungi. Is that how you said it? Polo. Yeah.
0: Polo de fungi. Say it like three times really quick. Polo de fungi. Polo de fungi. Polo de fungi. Love it. I had a baby. All right. <laughs> um, but uh it's it's terrific. But man, I'm a grit fool. Okay. We ate grits every day. For titty babies, okay, for like children, you put uh butter and sugar in them and they ate the grits, okay?
1: Little babies, they don't need all that.
0: Yeah, they do, but but, that, but that's how they eat them in the south. Okay, when you make like little broke. chubby kids. Well, mission accomplished. Right, I make mean, us fucking fat. I mean, yeah, we yeah. did it. Okay, but Oompa, when you used to. <laughs> do buddy, do. What right. do
4: you get when you put the sugar and butter? You get.
0: Okay. Just knock it off. Okay, knock sorry. Off. All right, all right. <laughs> um, listen, uh, they. Uh, <laughs> but but for kids you know we, they they needed to get calories in them you know cuz they didn't have a lot of food right all right so you make those grits and you put a little butter and you put uh um uh you put a a little, little sprinkle of sugar on top and a little cinnamon and it's like oatmeal for them all right so they eat that all right and then as you get older you're about 8 9 10 that's when the sugar gets knocked out and you get salt and pepper and butter and hot sauce all right, and put hot sauce on your grits. Okay, mm, that sounds and by really the way, good. not not Tabasco; it's too vinegary. Louisiana or Texas Pete—that's what you want to go.
1: Sounds terrific.
0: It is terrific.
1: So good. I put a little hot sauce on mine when I was eating with Anya. Yeah, that, that restaurant was great. It was super cool, and it was it was in the hood over there, where near where he lives, and it was clean and really great. And I wanted to go back and have just Mexican food because the grits oh, were yeah. kind of a by the way.
0: Wow. A grits that's a, by the way
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know the, the best place for grits i know of is the loveless cafe in nashville tennessee i
1: thought you were gonna say the waffle house or something no
0: <laughs> fuck that waffle house they're, they're too hard there, they're too old but at the loveless they make them all the time because they run run them so much they got great biscuits too their biscuits are fucking phenomenal well, those are famous yeah they're, they're famous uh, look if y'all want to if y'all want to get something good for somebody and and that you've never given you know, you wanna get a good gift, go to Loveless Cafe, just Google it, all right. It's in Nashville. They make their own bacon, they make their own preserves, they've got their own biscuit mix. It's just they've got they've got browns Southern loveliness. Okay, that are just bona fide. Okay. You can get a whole ham, okay, sorry juice. You can get a whole ham, okay, and it's it's phenomenal. It really is. It's amazing. This has honey. been a
1: very food-filled episode. I bet people well, are really I'm a hungry fat right fuck. now.
0: I mean, everybody knows I'm a fat it's fuck. It's a delicious so episode. It. it is a delicious episode. You know why not? You know, I, I uh, the, the, the guy has a lot of grit knowledge. I got to give it to him. You know, mm-hmm. but he's uh, a gritologist. He's a gritologist. But he is not as good as uh, your husband. Well, few can be, Rafi. Few, honey. We in Nashville, we have six different types of grits.
1: What do you mean, in our home? Yes.
0: Oh, I had no idea. Yes.
1: Six different, like, bags of different kinds of grits?
0: Yes. Okay. Two of them are two different kinds of polenta, and then the other four are different kinds of grits. Cool. I, we, if, if the apocalypse happened, I was prepared with grits. Okay. Like, like if you know, 2012, I had, I had ammunition, I had weapons, I had enough Coleman products to start a Bass Pro Shop. And I fucking had a shitload of grits.
1: Yeah, I think Anya Malik would be absolutely fine if the end of the world came as long as he had grits.
0: And white women.
1: Yeah, well, he did do an episode of Fucking Fat White Girls earlier on. In That's that what podcast, I'm talking so about. You guys can look that up. It's I don't know what episode number it is.
0: And Anya's got an album out, right? He does. What's the name of it?
1: Um, It's uh, Lamb Choppin'. Lamb Choppin'? You can get it on iTunes.
0: He's hilarious. You'll love him. All right, if you like grits, too, I told you about the loveless, how to get a hold of that, all right, and and how to do them right the first time, okay? And good grits, remember, takes about 30 minutes. Should be creamy.
1: Danny, give us the greatest gritstonian accent and... uh Tell everybody where we're going to be in the next few weeks. Well, thank you very much. Ralphie May is going to be in Raleigh, North
0: Carolina, the 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th at Goodnight's Comedy Club. Lana's going to be at Flappers in Claremont on the 7th, Flappers in Burbank on the 9th, and at the Irvine Improv on the 12th. Make sure you check their websites out for future dates and sign up for the mailing lists. Back to you guys. Thanks, Danny. Thanks, Danny. Hey, guys, this week's music. It's a little bit different because it's a Perfect 10 fan, all right? Uh, Jason Martinowski is a smart guy that went to, uh, he sent his music to the goods at perfect10pod.com, all right? We liked it. We're playing it right now for you, so listen up. This is Jason Jason Martinowski Martinowski and his band, The the Smug Smug Saints. Saints.
4: Cigarette.
5: Want to win a trip to Las Vegas to see Ralphie Mae live at the South Point Casino? It's easy. Just be the one to kiss our asses the most, and you and a friend could be one of our lucky winners to be flown from anywhere in the U.S. to Vegas. Picked up in a limo, put up at the South Point Casino Hotel, and get two tickets to see them perform. Be creative, folks. Promote us in your hometown, online on your social media site, and leave us nice comments and high ratings on iTunes, and you could be the next lucky winner. Good luck, and start ass-kissing today. Subscribe. Visit our page on iTunes. Leave us comments and a high rating. Check out our website at perfect10pod.com. We'll see you next week, suckers.